This is Today in History, October the 15th. On this day in 1917, Dutch exotic dancer Mata Hari is convicted by a French military court for spying on the Germans and is executed by firing squad outside of Paris. Maintaining her innocence to the last, Mata Hari refused a blindfold and blew a kiss to her executioners. And on this day in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte, the deposed emperor of France, arrived on the British-ruled island in the South Atlantic named St. Helena, where he spent the last five and a half years of his life in exile. And on this day in 1946, Nazi war criminal Hermann Goering fatally poisoned himself hours before being executed. And on this day in 1966, President Lyndon Johnson signed a bill creating the U.S. Department of Transportation. And back in 1930, Duke Ellington records his first big hit, Mood Indigo. The legendary composer and bandleader Duke Ellington was so famous for his poise and charm that it was no surprise he had a pithy story at the ready whenever he was asked about one of his most famous and endearing works, Mood Indigo. Of the song he and his orchestra recorded for the very first time on this day back in 1930, Ellington was fond of saying, well, I wrote that in 15 minutes while I was waiting for my mother to finish cooking dinner. And on this day in 1991... Clarence Thomas is confirmed to the United States Supreme Court. After a bitter confirmation hearing, the U.S. Senate votes 52 to 48 to confirm Clarence Thomas to the U.S. Supreme Court. President George Bush quickly nominated Clarence Thomas after the death of Thurgood Marshall, a 43-year-old African-American judge known for his conservative beliefs to fill the seat. Thomas had been chairman of the Equal Opportunity Commission during the Reagan administration, and in 1990, Bush had appointed him to the United States Court of Appeals. As the confirmation hearings for Thomas's Supreme Court nomination got underway, he evaded controversy over his conservative views on issues such as abortion by refusing to state a clear political position. He seemed headed for an easy confirmation until Anita Hill. On several occasions, Thomas told me graphically of his own sexual prowess. Because I was extremely uncomfortable talking about sex with him at all, and particularly in such a graphic way, I told him that I did not want to talk about these subjects. A former aide that stepped forward and accused him of sexual harassment. Hill, who had served as an aide to Thomas at the Department of Education during the 80s, alleged that the Supreme Court nominee had repeatedly made sexually offensive comments to her in an apparent campaign of seduction. The Senate Judiciary Committee held four days of televised hearings on Hill's charges. Americans were shocked by both the frankness of Hill's lurid testimony and the unsympathetic response of the all-male committee, some of whom were openly antagonistic toward Hill. Thomas, meanwhile, denied the charges, and some witnesses called on his behalf cast doubt on Hill's character and mental stability. As a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, This is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice who evidently left a hair on a coke, confirmed October 15, 1991, on this day in history.